computer. Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And eventually we'll get off of Thor. I mean, we love Walt Simonson's Thor and it's been mm-hmm. amazing, but eventually we'll get to something else. But for this week, we're going to continue on with our reading of Thor with Thor 344. But I guess we can't really call it Thor 344. It's Heimdall 344. I know. Or it's uh, uh, Balder the Brave 344. Excuse me, Balder the Brave 344. Silly me. Because, yeah, we don't even see Thor in costume. Yeah, Heimdall is in it. Yeah, I know you're right. (laughs) He falls asleep. (laughs) Which I can relate to. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good issue, though. Yeah, yeah. Definitely something, something different. I I did not expect the stuff that happened in this book. I thought it was they're gonna happen a lot um a lot later. Oh, I want to hear about that. Uh so first of all, just an awesome cover, huh? Yeah, that's a pretty cool cover. Hey, tell me, can you see a bar at the top of the screen when I share screen? Uh no, I just see the white background on the picture okay so let's see the sharing bar okay good uh i'll cut i'll cut that out because for, for on my side i see it so i just wanted to make sure it's I, not going to come through yeah i don't see a bar no okay what an awesome cover Pretty this cool. is one of walt's best covers i think brutal right the look on uh Baldur's face and like all the demons coming at him just a perfect summary of the, of the issue. Makes me desperate to read more. Mm-hmm. And it starts like such a clever way too. That's a cool page. Like it reminds me like in the Thor movie and uh, I think it's the third one. Um, yeah. Uh, or like in that movie, there's like a wolf that fights Thor and his people. Mm-hmm. This reminded me of that wolf. Of course, this wolf is a friendly wolf, but uh, at least to us, the Asgardians <laughs> are the Asgardian followers. But it's a cool page. It's like a Isn't badass wolf. Badass wolf with that crazy tower behind it, too. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say that a wolf is harder to draw than a horse. And Walt Simonson does an amazing job of both. wonder. Yeah, why do you say that? I don't know. I just feel like there's more to a wolf than horses. And there have been more horses drawn in history of art. That's <laughs> hard, too, to like draw a wolf that looks like a wolf and not like a dog. Yeah. I feel like that's part of it, too. It's like so many times a wolf just looks like a dog. Maybe it's the eyes. Well, I also think it's the hair, too. It's hard to draw the hair and everything, whereas in the horse is not as hairy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just a wolf. Is just this was a cool wolf. It's enormous too. I mean, he's like he's as big as Balder. Mm-hmm. Look at those creatures in the castle. Yeah, those are like uh, comic relief almost. Even though if you see him in real life, you'd be scared to death. Yeah, and with those giant teeth and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all just nice setup, right? Mm-hmm. Carnilla's got her her guards there. It all makes sense. Uh, 
Baldur's just hanging out, just doing his thing with his put on his weight, not fighting any more wars. He gets drafted essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you love her headdress there in panel four too? Yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome. Thought, they're just they're just hanging out, I don't know, watching football or something. Yeah. I, I kind of like yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, was that? Yeah, go ahead. I kind of like her. I hope she ends up being a good person. I hope they end up together. She'll be who she is, right? Yeah. And the way he draws Odin, too. Mm-hmm. I, I just never get over like how great Simonson is with these characters. And Frigga, you know, she's just she looks like she's the right age for him. <laughs> yeah. Unlike a and lot it, of kings that like get a lot of younger wives as they get older. Yeah. She looks like she's actually earned her gray hair. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of research. Frigga was first introduced by Roy Thomas in the original story where Balder dies. Oh, wow. So it's kind of a nice little kind of callback in a way. And when did he die? Was that? It was in the late 70s, like at 78 or so. Interesting. I just had it up in my browser. Let me see if I still have it up. It was like Thor 278 or something. Mm. Oh, I don't have it here anymore. Speculators, get that Frigga issue. August August 78. Balder the Brave is dead. Oh, wow. that's a, That might be an expensive issue for the speculators out there. A great cover, too. Love that cover. That's pretty cool. That's by Busima, I, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Don, John Busima and Tom Palmer. Wow, nice. Good as it gets. Thomas B. Simmon, Palmer. That's that'll be worth looking at just for what it is. Mm-hmm. But we're not there today. We are. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Nice. He just draws with such elegance, Simonson. Mm-hmm. Look how nice her hair goes down her body. And that look of real concern in her face in the last panel. Mm-hmm. It's just such an elegant cartoonist. I like the way his his eyes, you he, he accentuates the poked out eye in the last panel here. That's what I was thinking exactly when I read that page. I was like, that looks terrible, meaning like great. Uh-huh. It's like I could see like the back of his eyes. It's like, oh, but it's just black and then a little bit of dot here and there. It's like, yeah, he does a great job of that. And it's almost like he's making this terrible decision, right? Uh, he's facing Munin, who's been essentially destroyed by everything he went through, right? His magic's almost spent and everything. And he's like sad about his crow, who's been one of his servants for so many years. And you can see like the void in his face, you know, like the pain on his face. And then the danger is even greater than I feared. And you can imagine Stan writing a lot of this stuff. And Balder protests. Oh, there we go. Thor 274 is when his death was. We got that call out. What do you make of Odin kind of sending Balder to on this mission? 
it's messed up, you know? It's like, it's always kind of like, you know, I'm sending you to the wolves because I know you could take it. Uh-huh. As opposed to like, you know, like, and also because he's using his most virtuous son mm -hmm. and throw him to like, you know, which, you know, as we'll find out later, I mean, Boulder, at least to his own morals, is going to have to make the ultimate sacrifice of something that he's, you know, he's foregone for, you know, he, something that he has forbid himself to do is to kill and He's gonna have to be forced to do that, yeah. And and just it's almost kind of like sending your pure children out in the world for your own benefits. I've been watching uh, this um uh this gangster TV show on Netflix called Peaky Blinders, and yeah. I've really been thinking about gangster stories and like how uh you always talk about family, but then you jeopardize your family in order to gain benefits. And I'm not saying that, you know, Odin is doing that here. Because I mean, obviously he wants to save the universe or whatever, you know, but essentially he's like a gangster, king, king, you know, and he's sacrificing his family's purity, his son's purity, his oldest son, I'm, I think so, right? His son's purity for uh you know for the quote-unquote good of the whole but it's still like sacrifice you're putting in danger your family well to me the real irony is that it's a completely futile mission it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. well we'll find out but supposedly he has some hope you know it's he's sending out his his virtuous son into i would say like as close as hell as possible mm -hmm. where he would be kind of, he will be corrupted. I mean, and on probability on small probabilities that he'd be successful and we'll, yeah. as we'll find, he won't be successful and he'll be corrupted anyways. Which accentuates the horror of this issue, but also the fear of what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice kind of way of raising the stakes, too. Mm -hmm. He looks so lonely in that last panel as he's walking away. Yeah, all the whites, all the negative space around Balder. It's like, uh, you have to do it. I'm going to be dealing with this myself all by my all alone. And the crazy thing is he's sending him to a guy that killed him and the, and and the only way that he was able to come back to life is to escape it. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. We get our little tangent with uh Thor. It's only in three pages of this issue, but they're they're nice pages. Yeah. Eli sinking her, well, her fingers into him. Very suggestive lips. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's cute how he falls asleep like she falls asleep. I like that look kind of on her face on the well, fourth I panel it, there. 
When she says it is funny, though, after all, I fell asleep on him the first time we met. What does that mean? Is that when they first hooked up and she was so bored by the lovemaking that he, that she fell asleep or she ignored him? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, probably a kid's comic, so first time we met. Yeah. <laughs> Perverted middle-aged man. Thor sucks. He's not good in bed. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you for saying that. She's just conveniently got a mattress lying on the floor, too. Maybe she pulled it off her bed. It's a pretty thin mattress there. I know. That guy, he needs to get a bed. Yeah. He could afford yeah. it. He's got all the gold in the world. And then Balder, back to Balder. Gallop up as the wind. Legends are true. Now the chase begins. Like he still wants to be valiant. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to avoiding obstacles and stuff, he's good with that. Love the language. My faithful steed, our journey is nearly mm -hmm. an end. It's mm -hmm. so like cleverly Shakespearean. Mm -hmm. Horse named Silverfoof. So this is like the nice high adventure part of the issue. Yeah. And this is really nice, I think, too. Where he has to go for hours through the desolate region finally get to the castle how far away it looks in that third panel this totally feels like myth the mythology is popping up on the screen anything you want to say on this no i mean i think it's cool i, I like the action a lot of talking but cool action Jump over, horse. <laughs> Here we get with more of the Doom. I see. I we thought for a while the Doom was going to be, yeah, like against Beta Ray Bill's ship, but pretty yeah. obvious now it's going to be like Ragnarok. Probably Ragnarok, yeah. Let me comment soon. The sword is tempered. There it is. So this is the first appearance of Malekith, as far as I could find. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, this issue is an expensive issue, right? I didn't. I didn't look into that. I think it is because it's when the movie came out, the one with um, um, the last movie. Oh no, was he? Yeah, was he in this one? I don't remember. I think he has made an appearance or something. Yeah, right, and it became collectible. It's a nice twist for Loki to have this ally who's already kind of come through and perverted his mindset. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty tough too, that Malekith. That first, that's a good heel turn right there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Heel, heel turn. He's already a heel. Right. So he's just the heel. The heel what is the word for that then? The heel appearance? Heal confirmation. <laughs> oh no, I'm. I, I thought you meant Loki because Loki was already a bad guy, and then he. Oh yeah. 
yeah i, I guess i was gonna no. ask you this so loki is pretty much a crummy guy in this one right from what i understand and at least from the original mythology loki wasn't necessarily a bad guy he was just a trickster Maybe. has he been a trickster in the beginning and then became evil or has he always been an evil since jack kirby and stan's um, issues i think he well the very earliest issues he was a trickster i think i've always thought he's like more like the joker where he's got his own kind of agenda for things hmm. so he's not necessarily like a trickster or an evil guy as much as he's just someone who's always out for himself but he's a bad guy but because i mean he's for a bad reason, guy sure yeah because for some reason i always get the idea that like of course with the new tv show with loki and that character is turned into kind of like an anti-hero type of thing or even a protagonist, not even, definitely a protagonist. You know, people start to like him more. So I'm just curious if there ever there was, was a point where Loki was a good guy. There's a lot of stuff that came out of the Jason Aaron series that made him more of a good guy. I mean, there was that short-lived Loki series where he's kind of an anti-hero also. Mm. Uh, so I think it's a more modern thing for him to be like a true anti-hero. Mm. I think he was always kind of playing both sides when he was in the Silver Age sort of stories. Got it. Okay. He's really he's like Submariner, you know, he's just into it in in it all for himself. That's yeah. how how I've always read him anyway. Well, I, I guess the way I think of it, whatever I've seen, at least in these issues, he's kind of like dark side. Well, that's a good comparison, yeah. So, like, uh, for example, in what was that issue where uh, Cosmic Odyssey, in that one where Dark Dark Side aligns with the Justice League and then he turns on him at the end? I feel like that that's kind of like. Yeah. You, you, and it's always like you got the tiger by the tail. It's going to turn around and bite you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're literally making a deal with the devil to have him fight with you. Which I suppose is why this is so like high stakes for Odin to send uh, Balder to, to confront Loki, mm -hmm. because he knows who he really he knows who Loki is, and he knows that he's going to likely betray him and betray the cause of good. Yeah. Um, but Odin's so hard up for a great ally, he needs to send him anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, I think that was, gives it kind of the, the a lot of the drama of the issue. And the Malekith is so cruel to Balder too. Ever the toothless understrapper of the nobility of Asgard. The years have not been kind to you, Balder. You were handsome once. A spineless, overweight flunky. Oh, it's like so. He's just an asshole. It's so funny. I was watching a Saturday Night Live sketch with Bill Murray where he played Hercules when he let himself go. And then one of he was like confronting his enemy and then he's, his enemy was like, Hercules, I don't mean to be rude, but you really let yourself go. I, I feel it's the same type of uh, mentality here. It's like, Malekith, oh, I don't mean to be rude, Balder, but you really were good looking. You're really ugly now. <laughs> If you're watching the video, I just pasted that in. <laughs> oh, you found it. <laughs> I'll I'll find it. I'll paste it in. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Take advantage of the YouTube thing. 
Uh, <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malekith looks so happy to be an asshole, too. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Ace in the last panel almost looks like it's a very Windsor Smith face, by the way. That's right. That's right. I mean, he doesn't look like um, Walt Simonson face. Now, Windsor Smith didn't ink these or any any at any time, right? Because I didn't see that. No, no. He was doing his own thing. Yeah, he he did a couple issues of X Men during this time, but nothing more than that. Those Storm issues with um, Forge, they're really good. We should talk about those sometime too. Then Boulder at least takes action, frees himself, gets out of the trap. So he may be a fat dude, but he's pretty limber. He can move his body around okay. He's still pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Go fat guys. We still got something going for us. Yeah, I can totally appreciate him. Mm -hmm. Of course, he gives away his soul and he kills beings. Well, yeah. Well, so his his back is literally against the wall, though, Amir. Yeah. Like, what choice does he have? It's no excuse, Jason. No, just kidding. <laughs> and he's being taunted. It's like, God, it's like high school, you know? I'm surprised he does this this early. I thought he would have killed later on. You know, he'd get out of this and late, like towards the end of this run is when he kills. But I get it because Walt Simonson doesn't know of how long he's gonna go right they might just say hey Walt, we want you to do x-men now or stop doing this that's true yeah oh gosh when did he take over x-factor wasn't it might have been around the same time because hmm. he started drawing x-factor with like issue five or six and that was the mid-80s and balder's getting taunted to He's, make, he's just tortured there. He wants to resist. He tries so hard to resist. It's nice how Simonson slows this page down, too. I mean, there's three, seven, eleven panels on this page. Forces us to take a little bit of time and kind of feel Baldur's dilemma. Mm hmm so that when we get that final panel where the hand's reaching for the sword, uh, it feels kind of earned, you know? It feels like he's gone through a lot of like internal struggle. And like I suppose at the bottom there, when he ha when he essentially has to punch the demon to save himself, uh, that's when he realizes he has no choice. And maybe that means to be an Asgardian. You do have to kill. You can't escape your true nature. And that's assuming these creatures have souls too, which I suppose they do. Yeah, maybe we need to speed up a little bit because I think we have some pages left. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I've been dwelling. Uh, and then we go back to Thor. Cute little page here, right? Yeah, yeah. Get your helmet on. Carlson is really Spider-Man. 
Mm. And in the battle. Oh, I love this stuff. It, it's so powerful. So well done, right? That first panel with the sword kind of cutting everyone in half. The last panel with him jumping. It all looks so Kirby-esque in a good way. Oh, I like his eye, like the panel four. That's kind of cool. His panel two and four. Oh, yeah, right? Amazing. And then he's like, okay, let's get into character. Gotta do it. And even there, he jumps like he wants to try and avoid it. And then he realizes, I gotta, I gotta fight. You could tell how much I love this since I set the, these panels as my background. Mm, it's a good, good one. He played Balder a very dramatic entrance. Like what an asshole! Look at the look at Loki's look. Uh, look at Loki's face in the last panel there. They're drinking wine. <laughs> uh huh. And then Loki just throws out the letter from Odin. I don't care. Screw you. You're a fool. And he tries to kill Loki. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate twist, right? By the way, I got a little worried there in panel two. I thought he's going to have a heart attack or something. I swear. <laughs> tries Party to kill Loki. Right? And then I love the I love the way the ending comes. Mm -hmm. So he comes blazing through, kind of like the um, kind of like the Norse warrior did in the previous issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's just so torn up. He just got to keep running and running. Mm -hmm. And now he knows he's going to be tortured. But then Loki, fuck Loki, man. He doesn't. Die. I actually didn't. When I read that previous page where he like cuts his head off, I didn't realize that's what happened. But he probably can't show it because this is a kid's comic book. Yeah, it was, it was a little confusing, right? Yeah, it's not a. I thought that like Loki made his sword disappear or something. I was confused by the hand on the side there, too. Yeah. It's like a tangent. Yeah. It doesn't quite. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah. Like, Probably why is this? Yeah. Go ahead. I, was, I bet you he had some violent thing in there, and then they told him not to include it or something. Or he wanted to, or he couldn't, or he didn't want to because there are kids reading this book. And it's weird how, like, panel three and four, Loki almost walks off the screen, walks off the page. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. I was going to ask you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead couple of minutes after you know now that this has ended like we haven't talked about mark greenwald who's the editor for this can you talk a little bit about him and like his history with thor do you know anything about him bringing walt simonson's on or his relationship with him i know he was a good I, writer himself yeah greenwald was like he's a uber fan who turned pro at about 77 or 78 uh you know he put out these fanzines that were all about kind of trying to reconcile the Marvel universe and it called Omniverse. And um, he was like the ultimate Marvel fan. Mm. And so when, when um, was he the editor of Thor at this point? I think he was, right? He was. Yeah. Yeah. That's and why I brought well, him. well known for being someone who just worked really well with the creators to help um. them to do work that was like meaningful to them, but also true like to the history of Marvel because Grunewald was also kind of the unofficial historian of Marvel Comics. 
Mm. And so like, he's the one who kind of pulled help people pull pieces together. So I really believe actually that you mentioned it, like he's the one who kind of pulled help. We probably helped Simonson kind of come up with this larger theme about, uh, about Balder kind of having this pain from his death from before the, he was really kind of, he's probably a force behind Simonson thinking this through. Oh, okay. was a hugely beloved figure at Marvel too. He he worked at Marvel till he died in I think it was nineteen ninety eight, seven or ninety eight, when Marvel was going through all their financial problems, mm-hmm. and um, it was a terrible time at Marvel. They were they were literally counting the staples and staplers and uh, turning off the lights even when people were in the office to save every nickel and dime. Mm. And when Grunewald died of a heart attack i believe uh, it just completely crashed all the enthusiasm and excitement at the company mm-hmm. and uh, i mean there was a brief moment there where marvel could have gone out of business mm. and um Grunwald kind of sim- symbolized like the growth and then the destruction of marvel in its time period mm. so he must have led a lot of popular comics i mean he wrote uh captain america for 10 years or something mm-hmm. it's kind of marvel's big main heroes guy mm. remember right oh. yeah cool. so i have no idea what happens in the next issue by the way i can't remember i know i've read it probably more than once but i have no idea what happens so i'm looking forward to keeping going mm-hmm. yeah that'd be cool Thanks, Amir. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jason.